Good afternoon. I'm going to do my best to put into context um, this war that started over the weekend between Israel and Palestine. Palestine factions, uh, Hamas, which is a military group, uh, decided to invade Israel over the weekend, crossing over uh, the border in the Gaza Strip, which is a very narrow strip of land. It's about 25 miles long and about six miles wide. They crossed that border, invaded into Israel, captured and murdered and executed a number of Israelis. The count is now up to about 1,100. Um, they also launched rockets into Israel. And in what was a surprise attack that, of course, you've seen plenty of videos on TV and social media about. Um, but trying to understand what this means in the context of commodities uh, depends on a couple of things. Number one, does the confrontation between Israel and Palestine stay regional? If it does, then uh, the commodity complex as a whole won't be affected too much um, because neither is an, uh, a gross producer of crude oil or other commodities. Unlike Ukraine, when um, Russia invaded Ukraine, they were the fourth largest exporter of corn and wheat. Uh, that supply got disrupted, and that's what led to the volatility in grains in early 2022. This is a little bit different uh, from the standpoint that this is uh, significant in the fact that it is centered in the Middle East. Neither one is a particularly large producer of crude oil, but it does make that area generally unsettled and very nervous, and that's why you have crude oil up $3.5 a barrel today. Uh, there was no follow-through on the grains. Uh, they, they seem uh, comfortable with the idea that this will stay contained uh, between Israel and Palestine, even though there are now rockets being launched from Syria and Lebanon, other countries on the north side of Israel. So it has the potential to escalate uh, into deeper into other countries. But for the moment, Israel's task, task appears to be centered on securing their border with Palestine on the Gaza Strip and then basically uh, full, full annihilation of uh, the Palestinian uh, Hamas party in uh, the Gaza Strip. And so you'll see weeks and weeks, maybe months worth of bombing, and then they'll, they've uh, called up 300,000 troops in Israel uh, to do what will probably be a full-scale invasion of that piece of land and take it over. Where the uncertainty comes going forward is this war was backed, funded, and trained by Iran. Uh, the Wall Street Journal put out an article over the weekend uh, tying the two together. Uh, the uh, Hamas leader uh, thanked the Iranian government for their support, both militarily and financially, over the weekend. So it's clear that there's a direct connection of support from Iran to this um, this attack, which is probably the uh, single largest attack since the Yom Kippur attack uh, against Israel in 1973. So we're going back 50 years. Where the problem comes in is if Israel feels like that Iran is the center of this and they decide to invade Iran and or take out Iran's source of money, which is basically crude oil. The U.S. has lifted sanctions against uh, Iran that has allowed them to produce and sell oil globally. That has brought a lot of money into the country of Iran here over the last year or so, some $44 billion that 
Israel believes is directly responsible for funding this attack. So where the problem lies is not so much in the battle between Israel and Palestine, but maybe Israel and Iran. And so if they do decide to take matters into their own hands and take out Iranian oil infrastructure, thereby killing their financial uh, gains, they will take that approximately three to four million barrels per day of crude oil will be at risk. Now, we've talked for several months about the crude oil market and how it's tightening. And by the end of this year, we'll be in a net deficit of two to three, maybe three to four million barrels per day. And that is expected to expand to some four million barrels plus by the beginning of next year. Where the problem comes is if Israel decides to uh, go after Iran and take out that two to three, three to four million barrels of day per day of production out of Iran, we move the balance sheet far tighter and you end up you may end up in a six to seven uh, seven to eight million barrels per day net deficit and you'll see a super spike of crude oil pretty quickly to 120 130 dollars a barrel and that would lead uh, to you know severe price inflation of fuel and then right behind it of course grains we've talked about the correlation between crude oil and grains that is in that video that I posted here and I suggest again that you take the time to watch that and so what is not known is, of course, will Israel attack Iran? Nobody knows. Uh, but it is the perception of a couple people in the oil industry that they might uh, in order to uh, not be perceived weak. And they probably maybe have had enough and they're tired of Iran and their games. Uh, but time will tell. So I think the first order of business for Israel will be to secure their border. That will take several months. Uh, but the volatility has now stepped up to a brand new level as it relates to crude oil in the Middle East. Uh, if we do see a super spike in crude oil prices because of a possible attack, Saudi Arabia will likely um, reduce that one million barrel per day cut, add a million barrels back in. Uh, but that still won't be enough to help the balance sheet out globally too much. Uh, and it's quite even possible that the U.S. will tap into the SPR reserves again, uh, draining that even further. It's hard to know. But the supply side response is only going to be on the magnitude of one to two million barrels per day by the market. And in which case, uh, if, if that three to four million barrels a day out of Iran gets taken out, uh, you're going to have to get to a mode where you're going to have to destroy demand. And that ultimately means much, much higher prices. So obviously there's no way to know how this will play out, but I do know that the risks are now as elevated now as they've ever been, maybe in our lifetime. Um, and so, you know, certainly make sure that on any dips, you cover your fuel needs either now through the end of this year or into the first quarter of next year. Uh, I don't think we need to go any further out than that, than that and the moment, but then understand that the grain markets not responding obviously feel like that this will be a self-contained pretty pretty quick uh, war and not affect the broader commodity spectrum. I think that's a mistake at the moment, but uh, we are harvesting corn and beans and so that has to find a home that is continuing to put pressure on the markets, especially now since interest rates are so high, commercials are taking deeper discounts uh, to buy that grain and store that grain. So we could be in, you know, maintain a soft period for a little while. But once this grain is put away, its correlation to the crude oil and the energy markets will tighten dramatically. 
And the, after the events of this weekend, I'll just highlight again that the volatility in the energy complex has taken uh, itself to a brand new plateau. There's no way to know. But if there is an attack directly on Iranian infrastructure for crude oil, the prices are likely to go parabolic. So just be aware of that possibility. Okay, these are my opinions and not those of ADM or ADMIS. Talk to you soon.